0: that's ljsinnercircle.com, or find the link in the show notes now on to today's episode so you're in the middle of your solo and you're playing all the notes you think you're playing the changes you're getting swept away and then all of a sudden you realize i don't know where i am in the song this horrible feeling in the pit of your stomach comes up and you feel embarrassed you know you you don't even know what you're doing you're starting playing random notes you're getting just flustered you know, all these things are coming about. You just don't know where you are in the song anymore. Somehow you got lost. And so the big question is, how can we avoid this from happening? How can we avoid getting lost when we're playing jazz standards, when we're improvising our solos? And how do we set ourselves up for success so that this does not happen to you ever again? Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about in today's episode. And we are going to go over seven questions to ask yourself if you're doing these things or not, to help you avoid this mistake. All right, let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right, what's up everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, videos, and a membership, all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Thanks for being here. As always, I do appreciate it. In return, I'm here to offer you as much value as possible uh, during this episode. Now, in my Inner Circle membership, every month we do something called the Monthly Jazz Mastermind. That's basically a live Q&A session with all the members. Uh, They can ask their questions, get them answered. And one question came up, and that was, you know, how do I avoid getting lost in a solo? You know, do I need to count? You know, do I need to practice counting while I'm playing? You know, what is it that I need to do to avoid this from happening? I can't stop getting lost in the solo. And uh, I wanted to share some of the advice that I gave on that monthly jazz mastermind call with you here on the podcast because this is truly. Something that happens to everybody It's happened to me many times I've gotten lost uh, it, it even happens to like Really like the best musicians Right I've, I've heard really great musicians Get lost The difference though Is those musicians Are able to get back on again And so Even if you do get lost Right You have to have that skill Of getting back on the form And then how do we even Avoid that from happening In the first place Like how can we minimize The chances Of getting lost In the song form So we're gonna be going over seven questions that I want you to ask yourself. And within these questions, you're going to find a series of things that you probably should be doing in the practice room to help you uh, set you up for success. So I know you're going to find this really, really valuable today. Now, before we jump into this episode, though, this episode is sponsored by my very own LJS Inner Circle membership. This is a membership where you get access to monthly jazz standard studies in our jazz standards club, complete with etudes, exercises, video tutorials, all the good stuff. Uh, Premium practice programs and courses, including 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, Jazz Music Accelerator, the Jazz Standards Playbooks, and many more as well as those monthly jazz masterminds I was just talking about, the live Q&As, and a really vibrant community of like-minded musicians playing all sorts of instruments, all working together on the same stuff, and it's a very motivating, powerful environment. So if you want to get signed up for that, go to ljsinnercircle.com, check it out, see if it's a good fit for you, and then don't wait, get signed up, become a member, and we'll look forward to having you on the inside. Okay, let's jump right in to those seven questions for avoiding getting lost in your jazz solos. Okay, so we're gonna jump into these seven questions uh you know just, just an extra resource for you about a little over 100 episodes ago uh, episode 156 we did talk about an episode how to memorize chord changes and not get lost um but those are some very kind of more basic things but that could be an extra resource for you the, these questions are going to really kind of dig even deeper to getting to the roots of the problems of getting lost so let's go ahead and get started here question number one question number one is how are you learning the tune? How are you learning the song that you keep getting lost in? Are you learning it by ear or are you learning it by reading? This is a very important first question to ask. Now, uh, there's nothing wrong with either approach, right? Learning how to read, uh, rather learn a tune by reading is fine. Learning how to learn a tune by ear is fine. Now, when it comes to jazz improvisation and jazz in general, there's one that is certainly superior to the other. And that one is learning by ear, at least as many parts of the tune as possible by ear. Now, the reason that is, is because when you're learning something off of a piece of sheet music, it's really using a completely different part of your brain, okay? It's it's using this part of, the, of your brain where you're looking at this music, this language that you know, and you're decoding it and translating it to your instrument versus... When you're actually translating what you're hearing to your instrument. And our ears are best asset in improv in general. So we do want to be building our ears by learning things by ear. But in general, one of the biggest problems with getting lost is just not being able to hear the chord changes, not being able to hear what part of the song you're in. So when you learn a tune by ear, you're really internalizing that on a completely different level. You're using a different part of your brain completely to start locking in all of that information into your subconscious. So that's kind of the first place I always like to start when when people are getting lost, is how are you learning it in the first place? Because if you learn the tune by reading... That could be part of the problem is that you're relying on a piece of sheet music to tell you where you're at in the solo. So then all of a sudden when you start improvising, it's easier for you to get lost because you don't really have that completely in your ear, that entire song completely in your ear. You're used to decoding a language off of a piece of sheet music, whether it's just seeing chord symbols or actual written notated notes. So my suggestion would be if you're learning that tune with sheet music and memorizing it that way or even not memorizing at all that definitely could be a problem and give it a shot learning a tune by ear as much as possible um, even if you do have to look at a sheet music for the chord changes or whatnot at least get the melody by ear right and you know do your best with the chords and everything else and it only gets easier from there so that's question number one how are you learning the tune Um, Question number two. This is, again, part of the learning process that has to do with hearing. Getting lost is often due to not being able to hear what's going on in the harmony. And that question is, can you recognize the sounds of basic chord progressions? Okay? Can you recognize the sounds of basic chord progressions? If I play this chord progression... Play it a different way. Right? Can you hear that that's a two five one chord progression? Okay, a two five one chord progression. Do you even know what a two five one chord progression is? Right? That would be helpful to know. So, if you can recognize the sounds of chord progressions, that's going to be really helpful for you because then when you're improvising, whether it's the bass player playing or the piano player playing or the guitar player playing or even you just feeling it in general. You're able to hear what those chord progressions are rather than having no idea what they sound like. So, again, like we'll play in a different key. Doesn't matter what key, can you hear that that's a 2 5 1 chord progression? Can you hear that this is. a 1 6 2 5 1 chord progression but then we also went 6 2 5 3 6 2 5 right can you hear those differences cuz if you can that's going to really help you with not getting lost um here's another thing to consider tell me if you can hear what happens here in the harmony So we started with that two-five-one chord progression, but then we played a two-five-one chord progression to the four chord. Can you hear that pattern? The more jazz standards you learn by ear, the more you start to recognizing those kinds of patterns. Like, right, you know, this comes up all the time in jazz: two-five-one, and then a two-five-one of four. Right, all kinds of things like this happen. So if you can recognize those sounds in general that's going to really help you not get lost because you can hear the harmony going by. You can hear what's going on in the tune. And even if you do get lost, you can jump right back in again because you can hear where everything's going, depending on if you're playing with a backing track or with a live band, you know what's happening in the tune and the harmony. Okay, that's question number two. Can you recognize the sounds of basic chord progressions or even different chordal harmonic movements, right? Question number three is... Do you practice singing along with the form? Okay. Do you practice singing along with the form? So, again, this is still the hearing side. Can I hear the tune? So, one thing that is kind of common is getting so involved in playing the right notes in your improv, right? I'm trying to play, you know, over this chord progression, you know, whatever notes. Right, trying to play that two five one chord progression that you're more focused on, you know, how do I play, you know, the the right notes to make something sound good instead of actually feeling what's going on in the harmony, in the tune. And then you get lost. But if you take the instrument away, can you sing along? Now you're gonna have to forgive me here, because my singing isn't that great. But you'll get the idea. So, right? So so that was essentially the first uh, handful of chords from Autumn Leaves. Can you sing while you're playing? So put on a backing track. And, you know, see, can you sing and scat a solo or whistle or hum a solo without getting lost? Right. Because that's if you can't do that separately without getting lost, then the instrument is just an added challenge. So you need to practice being able to not get lost just by singing it, because that 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 kind of proves that you can hear where the harmony is and where it's going. It's just the instrument is getting in the way. But if you don't have that first, well, that could be a problem. So question number three is, do you practice singing along with the form? All right. Let's go to question number four. Now, this starts moving more into the other half, the other problem that comes up of getting lost. And that has everything to do with feeling time and rhythm. Okay, so one, we just talked about harmonic stuff, like can you hear harmony? Can you hear melody? Can you all that stuff? But now we're talking about can you feel the time? And this is probably one of the more crucial ones that we don't spend enough time on that really is tripping people up and getting them lost in their solos. So, question number four Do you practice with a metronome? Do you practice with a metronome? Um, Now listen, this is very cliche, a music thing to say, hey, practice with a metronome. There's a reason for it. Every single time a piece of advice is given over and over and over again, there's a really good reason for it. Um, The thing about practicing with a backing track or even like a friend or something like that is that's not really helping you uh, get a really strong sense of internal time. I mean, to a degree it is, but a metronome is giving you the possibility of taking it to a new new level entirely. Um, So, you know, for example, um, to walk this through, you know, if you... Are playing just a two five one chord progression, you could have the click on all four beats, so right? So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And you're just practice improvising just with one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, right? And then you can also practice by going on beats one and three. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, right? And then you can practice on beats two and four, which is the one I find the default. one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, right? And then you can, of course, just do one beat per measure. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. You could even put that click on beat two. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, right? Just like that. And you can just do this over a simple chord progression, just like four bars, two, five, one chord progression. You don't need to do a whole tune like this, right? Because if you're getting lost on a whole tune, it... It might be helpful just to bring it down to a smaller situation to play in for a second to get that down. Now, the metronome is going to help you start developing that sense of internal time, of time going by. Because so often that's what happens is you just don't feel the time going by. You don't have a very steady sense. Maybe you're rushing. Maybe you're dragging. And then you're, before you know it, you're lost. Like You don't know where you are because the time, uh, you, where your head's at, where the time is, is not the same. So, I do always suggest practicing with a metronome, okay? Um, okay, so moving on along those same lines, question number five is, do you have a good concept of playing subdivisions? This is a huge one. This is a huge one. Do you have a good concept of playing subdivisions? So, a subdivision, of course, uh, is breaking down any rhythmic value. So, we have whole tone uh, whole tones, rather, uh, whole notes. That's four beats, right? One, two, three, four. That's a whole note. So one, two, three, four. A half note is two beats. One, two, three, four, right? A quarter note is one beat per, right? So one, two, three, four. Then we have eighth notes. One and two and three and four and. Then we have triplets, triple eighth notes. Triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it right? Um... We even have triplet quarter notes, too. Triple, let, triple, let, right? So can you hear and feel those? And what I would suggest, um, to keep it very basic, is just use a simple scale, like... Right? Your major scale, right? Everybody knows your major scale. You don't have to get complicated with this stuff to start with. The idea is not the notes you're playing for right now. The idea is feeling the subdivisions. So start by getting that metronome on and you know, again it could be on beats two and four or just on every beat, whatever you feel comfortable with, because you have to, you know, get better with the metronome in general. But start by just playing let's just say we start with half notes. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Right, and so on and so forth. Going through the time and getting really good at that. Then quarter notes. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Right, so on and so forth. And then we can go to eighth notes. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two. And four and one and two and three and four and I think I lost count there on accident but then we go to triplets right triplet triplet right but the click is still going and and we're practicing those subdivisions over the time until we feel really good about it right like we have to feel really good and we can bring the tempo up a little bit on the metronome we can slow the tempo down because that's going to feel different over the time but when we are able to feel these subdivisions, that's going to help us when we start to improvise. Because when we improvise, whether you realize it or not, you're improvising rhythms, right? And so if you're not rhythmically feeling what's happening there and really feeling all those subdivisions, that's where you can start getting easily tripped up, right? A, you're not able to feel the time in general, right? We have to work with a metronome. But then B, you're not really feeling the subdivisions very well. So that's just a, a, a really good recipe for getting lost. So you can practice your basic subdivisions um, just by playing a scale, putting a metronome on, and doing what I just did. Um, and you can expand from there. You can start improvising like over chord progressions and get better with that. Because eventually, part of the problem with getting lost is, yes, you're trying to play the right notes, right? But just start simple, right? Just start very simple. Um, okay, so that's question number five. Do you have a good concept of playing subdivisions? Question number six, do you practice keeping track of the form with recordings? Okay, do you practice keeping track of the form with recordings? This is a little bit of both now. This is a little bit of both of hearing the harmony and also feeling the time. So the great thing about this is you can do this anywhere. You could do this while you're in your car. You could do this while you're at the gym. It doesn't matter what you're doing or, you know, whatever. You're at home gym, And you can just be listening to jazz music, and as long as you know the tune that's being played, you can keep track of the form. And a great way to do that, by the way, is just to make little notes of where you're at. Um, okay, top of the A section. Two, five, one to the four chord. Okay, now here we are at the bridge. Oh, here's that two, five, one to the relative minor, right? Maybe having some theoretical, analytical knowledge could be helpful. Okay top of the second chorus, right? So if you're making these notes as you're going through, that means you're saying, okay, I know where we are. I know where we are. We're not lost, and you just go through the whole tune. You go through the head, you go through all the different solos, making sure that you're staying in line with where everybody's at. A great tool you could use is to go to Spotify. So let's say the tune that you keep getting lost in is the tune uh it could happen to you. So look up it could happen to you or go on YouTube and just get as many different recordings of that as possible and just create a playlist. And, you know, maybe there's like 10, 15, 20 versions of It Could Happen to You on there. And just spend time going through every single one of those and making those notes of where you're at in the form, right? Because if you're not able to do that, if you're if you're getting lost listening, then that's, that's like something we have to take care of before we actually get our instrument out and start playing, right? And being able to keep track of the form by listening to what other musicians have done is really important. That's going to be really powerful and helpful for you. So make sure that you have that together. So that's question number six. Do you practice keeping track of the form with recordings? All right. Okay. We have one more question left, and this is a a really important one too. And that number seven, it's do you practice improvising off of the melody? Okay. Number seven, do you practice improvising off of the melody? Um, in my jazz standards playbook, volume one, uh, we do a blue bossa study. And if you're one of our inner circle members, you have access to that in your membership. And in that study, the improv lesson that we do is you do something with the melody where you play the first chorus and you're just playing the melody to blue bossa. The second chorus, you're, um, embellishing the melody, meaning that you're still just playing the melody of blue bossa. But you're adding some different ornaments. You're improvising a little bit around it, but still you're just playing the melody. And then the third chorus, you go ahead and you improvise a chorus, right? Just improvise at will, except that you need to reference the melody. You need to reference it. And this exercise is really good because it forces you to A, know the melody really well over the form forces you to know the melody but still know how to improvise around the melody a bit and then it forces you to know the melody well enough that while you're improvising over the form you can reference the melody so this is a really good exercise for you to try if you've never tried something like this before because it can really really strengthen your ability To understand where the form is. And this is an old drum solo trick, by the way. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten lost in a drum solo. Like many, many harmonic and melodic instruments know the feeling. Like the drummer is just way more rhythmically savvy, you know, playing all these different things. Maybe they end their solo on the second beat or the end of two, you know, that it, it, it could throw you off, right? So, how do you not get lost in a drum solo? Well, one of the biggest tips that's given is to sing the melody in your head. While they're doing the solo, that helps you keep track of it. And so it's the same for when you're improvising too. If you have a really strong sense of what the melody is, and at any point in your solo, if you wanted to, could reference that melody, then you'd be pretty well off, right? Like that would really help if you had that melody as an anchor holding you down and keeping you true to what the tune actually is. So Number seven, do you practice improvising off of the melody? And again, that uh, I call it the melody development exercise. You know the melody first, then you embellish the melody. That's the second step. And then you reference the melody. That's the third step. So it kind of builds off of each other. It's not the easiest exercise, to be honest with you. Uh, but when you do it, you'll realize how powerful it can be if you add a little bit of that to your practice. So it's kind of like... All seven of these questions is kind of like you're, like I'm your doctor <laughs> I'm your jazz doctor here And you're telling me that you keep getting lost in the form So all I'm doing is checking your symptoms I'm saying number one Hey how are you learning the tune Are you learning it by ear or are you learning it by reading And then you answer the question And then number two Can you recognize the sounds of basic chord progressions And you say yes or you say no uh, Number three Do you practice singing along with the form And you say no Or you say yes Number four, do you practice with a metronome? You know, You tell me if you do, if you don't. Number five, do you have a good concept of playing subdivisions? You say, yeah, maybe, a little bit, I don't know. Number six, do you practice keeping track of the form with recordings? You say, yeah, I've done that before. No, I've never done that before. Number seven, do you practice improvising off of the melody, right? And if we've checked off all of those, right, that means we're probably going to be in better shape than we were before. The likelihood is that we're not doing all of those things, Right? Um, And you don't always have to do these things, right? If you're not getting lost all the time, if it's just an occasional thing, maybe you don't need to do all of them, but you can do a few of them, right? Or maybe you try all of them, but you find that one works better than the other for you personally, and that's completely okay. You want to go with the things that are working for you. These are just seven things to ask yourself that hopefully will get you headed in the right track and reduce the amount of times that you're getting lost. Alright, that's all for today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Appreciate you. Hope that you got some value out of this episode. Hopefully you'll take action on some of these things and you'll get lost a little bit less. And even when you do get lost, you'll be able to get back on track a little bit quicker and a little bit more efficiently. Like I mentioned, uh, if you want to check out my LGS Inner Circle membership, uh, it's really good timing there. Man, we're just learning together every single month. We're growing in our jazz playing every single month. All the resources are there. The community is there. It's really, uh, it's the full package to accelerate your jazz skills and your learning and to actually take action on things in a very focused, organized, step-by-step sort of way. So do check it out, ljsinnercircle.com. Would love to have you join us in the membership. All right, we'll be coming out with another episode of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast next week. Look forward to seeing you back then. Until next time, happy practicing and cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter.